What's up, everybody? Um, welcome to the No Other Gods podcast. I'm your host Reggie. Um, let's 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 just jump into it. Uh, this is episode two. Uh, enough about me and my background. Let's just really j- jump into the Word of God. Uh, the the Word of God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, this is this is going to be a roller coaster of emotion for you guys. This is going to be a roller coaster of um. I'm going to make you think. Okay, I'm. I'm going to make you ponder. I'm going to make you wonder because um, as a uh, former pastor, as a former um, um, believer in Christ and that and that uh, that whole story, um, you know, you. You have to understand one thing. That what you've learned in church is taught now listen to me carefully i I was there on the inside what you learn in church is taught in seminary okay everything that you hear from years on end what your parents heard what you've heard what people are gonna hear all of it is taught in seminary that's why they encourage pastors to go to seminary um and 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 learn theology from an accredited school so that they can tell you how to think so they can tell you how to read the bible so they can tell you how to communicate the gospel not communicate the word of god communicate the gospel okay there's so many things that the old testament represents that the New Testament just does not touch on. And if they do touch on it, they try to do away with it. So let's start with one of the most famous stories or beginnings in in, in the Bible. And I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm just giving you what's in the scripture. I'm not elaborating, I'm not um interpreting which is what a lot of people do that read the bible they want to interpret things so they can jump to the new testament and get to the get to this new story and you know it, it no you you can't do that because because the scriptures don't support it and if the scriptures in that time don't support what you're trying to convey then you are finding it finding it within yourself to come up with some kind of realization that's not there. Pretty much you're writing things into scripture that aren't there. And I'm here to dispel some of the things that have been written in scripture over the years from from many pastors and seminary and all these things. It's just it's just regurgitated information handed down from one person to the next. And if you're not careful, you'll you'll be You'll think you know the Bible and you ain't even cracked it open. I'm, I'm going to say this. The Bible is probably the, one of the most widely accessible Bibles on the planet, yet no one reads it. No one reads it. And when I say no one reads it, no one actually reads it like a book. Like if, if, if I look at my Bible app and look at the YouVersion Bible app on the study plan or or these videos on, on Instagram or YouTube, how to read your Bible. Where do I start? How do I read it? Why don't you start in the beginning and go all the way through the Old Testament and see 
if when you get to the New Testament, do you still feel the same way? Because you're not. If you read the entire Bible in order and you go through the entire thing and you go through the entire story of the Israelites and God and Noah and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Elijah and David, and you still feel like you're going to disobey one of the Ten Commandments by putting a cross around your neck or in, uh, 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 you're, 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 you got bigger, big, bigger fish to fry. You have a huge problem because the reason why no one encourages you, and I'm talking about no one, not even your pastor. I'm a gonna, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say your pastor at all of these churches are probably giving you study plans to, to read the Bible. And let me go ahead and let me go ahead and guess how they tell you to read the Bible. They're going to tell you to read Adam and Eve. They're going to tell you to read Noah. And then they're going to tell you to read John chapter 3, John chapter 1. So, 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 so we just going to, now, now, I'm not saying this because I'm just making this up. I've, I've, I've witnessed this. Okay. I've, I've seen little pamphlets go out to, to, to kids and adults alike to, to teach them how to read the Bible and what to read. It's time out to, to, we got to stop treating the Bible like a fortune cookie. Okay. The Bible is not a fortune cookie. The Bible is the, uh, the authoritative word of God is not, oh, well, I feel depressed. Let me read this. Or I'm struggling with my job. Let me read this. See, all these 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 pastors in these days, they're they're giving you a bunch of self-help. Oh, if you feel depressed, why don't you read this scripture? Oh, if you if you feel like this, you have a problem with your marriage, why don't you read this scripture? How about we all just like read the Bible? Like the whole thing. So so I'm fired up today. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm fired up. So let's let's just jump into it. All right. So you, you know we go through the creation story and and um in Genesis chapter one and I just want to preface this by saying um uh, you know there's some interesting takes on how um uh, these are just some of the things that I've I've uh, you know I've seen. I want you to notice in um um. Genesis chapter one. It says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. All right. So. Um, here's here's just some things just in that small little text. Now, some people um, take that and say, you know, in that little section, there's the father the Son and the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I don't know how people get that out of that, but it doesn't say that. I don't the I don't see the word Son. I don't see the word Holy Spirit. Um but I do see something that, that's very interesting. It says God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So in the beginning, now now the author Okay. 
the author is writing this four hour uh knowledge to know okay so moses is writing this and he's 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 getting very intricate in the uh layers of of god and how powerful he is okay god is it says in the beginning god created the heavens and earth and then it says the spirit of god was hovering over the waters now the spirit of god is is present but it says in genesis chapter 1 verse 6 and says and i mean genesis chapter 1 verse 3 it says and god said let there be light it doesn't say and the spirit of god said let there be light just pay attention to how his name um changes and we're going to talk about what those different changes look like what they mean as we go forward um it says the spirit of god was hovering over the waters and here's something that that you probably won't catch um it doesn't say now i'm not you know i'm just looking at what i'm reading it doesn't ever say that god created the water it doesn't say that, which I think I find it very interesting that that um, it, it doesn't say and God created the water. Like it doesn't say that it just says and God was hovering over the waters like they were already there. Like. <laughs> they were already there, so that's something to, to look at. And um, and I'm, I've been asking God for for months, probably a year now to like give me, um, you know, revelation on that because that's just that just blows my mind when i read that and it says god said let there be light okay and there was light god saw that the light was good and he separated the light from darkness he called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day i want you to notice that a lot of people think when they read that is that the sun was made on that day the sun was not made on that day the radiance of god was 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 present on that day and god used that to show us one thing that he is all powerful okay when in in the first day god separated the darkness from the light and he called the darkness day and he called the i mean he called the the light day and he called the darkness night and if you look in the second day of creation he says let there be an expanse to separate the water from water so I'm assuming that it was just a, a bunch of water and God separated that water to give us like a like a like a air pocket to, to exist. OK, and it says that God called the expanse sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. Now, watch this. Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. So now he's creating the ground and he's called the dry ground land. and He saw that it was good. And now watch this now. This is very important. It's very important. It says, then God said, now this is the same day, 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 uh, day three. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees and land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to the various kinds. And it was so the land produced vegetation and bared, bared seeds according to their kinds. Okay, watch this. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and morning on the third day. Now watch this. Catch this. 
On the fourth day, God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate day from the night and to serve as signs and wonders to mark seasons and days and years and let the lights in the expanse of the sky give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. So he made the sun, the moon, and the stars on the fourth day. So creation was made literally vegetation, land, water, air. Everything was made with and, and existed for days without the sun, the moon, and the stars, y'all. Just, just wrap your head around that for a second. God was showing us his infinite power by saying, I myself am too powerful, am so powerful that everything on this planet, everything on this landmass goes through me. It all goes through me. It's not the sun that 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 generated the vegetation that made it grow. It's not the 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 moon that made the tides rumble in the ocean. It was it, it it's me. It's myself. I'm the power. The moon and the sun and the stars, I'm sharing my authority with that power. And and you're going to see in the Bible that God, when, when, when God is present, there's always fire or light. Okay. And watch this. God is a, a um, this is just me for me reading scripture. God in this moment is a big, giant ball of energy and light. Okay. And when he shares his authority, so that govern means to, to oversee, he shares his authority with the sun, he shares his authority with the moon, and he shares his authority with the stars, and they're supposed to govern, look over, watch out for the day and night. Now, the graciousness of God shows us in this moment that the world really don't need the sun or the moon or the stars. To, to, to operate. It just needs God. He's, he's the light. He's the power. He's the source, not the moon, not the sun, not the stars. And then it says on the fifth day, he made uh, creatures that fly in the expanse of the sky. Uh, he created the birds and uh, they 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 were to fly in the sky, in the expanse of the sky, and he made the fish. And I find it uh, very beautiful. And, and one thing about God, he's a God of balance. I find it very beautiful that that the birds fly in the blue sky and the fish swim in the blue sea. The birds fly in the blue sky and the fish swim in the blue sea and the blue ocean. So the beauty of God is that when he separated the water from water, he literally separated the water from water. He the the fish have the same attributes as that the that the bird has. You know, we instead of we 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 say fins, but they're 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 wings. They're they glide. They they use the the fins to propel them through the water. 
Birds use their wings to propel them through the sky. It is almost the same motion. It's almost the same motion. And so that's how you know that God is real. Like God, like this, I love it. Okay. So, so, so just keep that in mind. Now watch this. Now watch this. And, and that was the fifth day. And on the, on the sixth day, he made everything concerning the ground. Now he blessed the, um, the, Oh, he told them to be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. All right. And said, so God said, let let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock creatures that move along the ground and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so God made wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. It says, then God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea. Let them rule over the fish of the sea. And over the birds of the air, over the livestock. Over the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And it says, so God made man his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them now. Let's stop right there. Now, this is where a lot of people get get uh, like thrown off. And it says God said us. So if God said us, he must have been talking about his 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 son. OK. Uh, that he still has yet named. That he still has even yet acknowledged. OK. Now, us does not have to mean a actual uh, uh, something that looks or that is a part of what is, is actually talking. So, for instance, if I have a dog and I say, uh, let us go over here and, and, and herd these, 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 these cattle, this cattle. Then if I, if you hear me say us, you might think I'm talking about another human, but I'm not talking about another human. I'm talking about my dog. Okay. So that us, that us is, is formed out of, now this is just what the scripture supports in, in, in Proverbs when he, when the, when Pro, I think it's Proverbs seven or eight or something like that, where it talks about. Uh, when wisdom says that she was there in the beginning, and 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 and, it, and you have to find this on your own, but it's it's there. I'm not gonna flip to it because I one of one of the things about this, I want you to go and I want you to find. I want I'm gonna leave some little cliffhangers so that you can go seek these things for yourself because I want you to open the Bible. That's I want you to read the Bible for yourself. But anyway. Uh, I think she says, uh, says, uh, I was there when God laid the foundations of the earth. And, and, you know, she said, I was, she said, I was there now that makes a lot, a lot of sense because God created, um, uh, um, uh, everything. And he was, it was, it was full of just wisdom. I mean, everything was perfect. Nothing was lacking. And now here's, here's the part that a lot of people miss. A lot of people. When they read this, they're like, oh, well, we're made in the image of God. 
okay, you were made in the image of God. You were, okay? Not you, you, you are, you were. So you, a lot of people about to get upset about that, but I don't care because it's scripture. Read the Bible in order. You, you will see. Now, when it, when it says God made animal, God made man in his image, in his likeness. And then he told him, what did he tell him to do? He said, and I need you to rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the livestock, over the earth and all the creatures that move along the ground. So what does that mean? That means that God shared his authority with man. He shared his authority with Adam. He shared his authority. When God shares his, shared his authority earlier on day four, when he made the sun, the moon, and the stars, it was light portions that he doled out. He gave them light. The sun is a light. The moon is a light. The stars are a light. So when God doled out his, his, his authority to those uh, celestials, I think I'm using that word right, they were light. So when he doled out his authority to Adam, to man, in the beginning, he was light. Now you're going to say, well, the scripture don't support that. Well, it kind of does because when you're wrapped into day four, and then when you go to the fall of man, you're going to see exactly where I'm coming from. Our makeup, our makeup originally was not meant to die. You have to understand that. This body that we're in right now is not our first form. It's not. It couldn't be because I'm going to I'm going to going to support all of this with scripture and it's all closely related. Not I'm just going to look at something in Genesis and jump all the way to Matthew and start no. I'm I'm going to follow the Bible how it's how it's how it's laid out here. So we had to have been light beings in the beginning, okay? Because we were not at that time mortal. We were immortal. We we were not dying. We were living with our creator. We were existing with our creator. And here is where um here is where I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pause and jump to the uh image portion and it, and it says after the fall of man you know the the serpent came and talked to eve and all that good stuff which we're going to talk about um here in a minute but it says after all that after god gave out the punishment it says um in in genesis chapter 3 the lord god made garments of skin for adam and his wife and clothed them god made garments of skin now in seminary i was taught to say hey there was a sacrifice god took the sacrifice and he gutted the animals and he performed the first ever sacrifice and then he gave the skin to adam and eve a lie a lie the bible don't say nothing like that actually the first sacrifice was the flood that was God's first sacrifice. And the first human made sacrifice was Noah. If you notice, Cain and Abel did not make sacrifices. They made offerings. There was no sacrifices at the time. Now, the garment of skin 
Now that's interesting because if they were made in the image of God and they were made in the image of light, and I think um, our body genetically makeup supports this, our brain has electrodes, it fires electricity. Like when you when you stop breathing, they use electricity to jumpstart your heart. Like you have electric uh, capabilities. You you <laughs> you have a light inside. You have things firing inside of you right now that are that are conducive with this with this with this genetic makeup, okay? You do. You you are, or you were, we were light beings because God gave us his authority and we were not meant to die in the beginning. Now, it says God made garments of skin and he, now I think the King James Version says, and covered them. Now, this is the uh, NIV, but check this out. A garment uh, no, no, no. I think the King James Version says a coat of skin. Yeah, a coat of skin. Now watch this. If I put a coat of paint on my wall, that means I am covering up something that was previously there. Whether it was a new color that I put on, I coated my wall with, or a a it was some some stains on my wall. I put a coat of paint on something. I'm trying to cover it up. That's what I'm trying to do. Now I know this is not something you probably heard. And you might think that this is crazy, but if you just follow me, just stay with me, you'll see where I'm going. Not where I'm going, where the Bible's taking you. And it says, and he clothed them. So all the little pictures that you see of, um, of, of Adam and Eve when you were a kid and she had her hair covering up her, her bosom and, and, and the fig leaves and, 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 uh, you know, the the Bible don't say that. It doesn't say that. You you remember like wh where where did the fig leaves come from? Who? Where? How? Who? It says, I'm gonna read it straight up. I'm gonna read it straight up. And let me let me let me go to uh, let me let me go to the King James Version because I don't I don't want to I don't want to misspeak. This is how serious I am about about this. Let me go to the King James Version because um, it's important to, to double check yourself. OK. All right. So here we go. So after they got. Uh, you know, the, the punishment doled out, you know, they got in trouble. God told them all the stuff that was going to happen. It says. And this is the King James Version. And the Lord God said, Behold, man has become like one of us. Wait, let me back up. Let me, let me back. I'm trying to read this real quick. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. It says in verse 20, uh, in chapter 3, it says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve. Because she was the mother of all the living. Unto Adam, also to his wife Eve, the Lord God made coats of skin and clothed them. Now, all of the Sunday school Bible stories where it says, and 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 he took fig leaves and he covered them. The Bible don't say that. Just like the Bible don't say they ate, a, they ate an apple. It's all just cute little illustrations for you to be lost in the sauce, if you will. There is nothing that says that God took a fig leaf and covered Adam and Eve. He literally clothed them with skin, literally, because 
God's image does not contain skin. He's not a human. He's not like us. There you go. Stop regurgitating what you see and hear from people that don't even understand the Bible themselves. We, we, we have literally been programmed over the years to just take what people in the positions of authority gives us as a pastor or, or as in the diocese or, or pope and just, oh, well, this is, this is law. I'm going I'm to run with it because they said it. No, it's a lie. That's why the Bible is free and accessible to all because God is on you if you're lost. It's on you if you don't know the word of God. Not on, it ain't on God. You can't say, God, well, you know, I went to church every day and, and I tithe like you, like you said, which you didn't. And, and um, I, I, uh, I did every, I woke up every Sunday and I did it. God's going to be like, well, I mean, that's cool and all, but did you ever crack the Bible open and learn me? Did you ever crack the Bible open and, and understand me? And what I said? No, you just went along with whatever Pat, cool, cool, the coolest pastor of the of the day is, or the pastor that talks the loudest, or the pastor that that can yell the most, or the pastor that can push you in your face and make you fall out on the ground. Those are the pastors that you follow. But the Bible is free information; it's accessible to all, and it's not some code that you gotta. You got to interpret all the time. The Old Testament is pretty straightforward. It's the New Testament that's confusing. The Old Testament is pretty straight up and down. I mean, there's very few spots. Like I just said earlier with the with the uh, with the water, like how was the water already here? I mean, that's that doesn't have anything to do with my belief in God. I mean, I still believe, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. but I'm, I'm not lost because of that. It's just something that, you know, I want to I want to know. But anyway, so let's keep let's continue down this skin road real quick. All right, so you know, um, uh, you know, um, that you know Adam and Eve had other sons, right? And one of his sons' name was Seth. And let's 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 back up real quick. Now, when Cain and Abel were born, this is post skin era. Okay, now they do have skin, and then Cain and Abel come into the picture. And this listen to what listen to what um uh happens when Cain and Abel are born it says in chapter 4 Adam lay with his wife Eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain she said with the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man and it says later she gave birth to his brother Abel now this is where I, I'm, I'm going to touch on this but I'm going to talk about it more later this is where the double lineage starts okay this is where the Nephilim starts now I could be wrong but just un, in my studying this is where the Nephilim starts because one thing about the Bible is it's it's um, if you just read it in, in order, you will it'll kind of explain itself, just like any 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 other story that you read. Like when you get a book from Barnes and Noble, you you don't in a book you never read, you don't go to chapter 15 and read three lines and say, OK, cool. Now let me jump to chapter seven. Oh, man, that's awesome. Let me jump to the end. See what happens. Oh, let me go back to chapter two. Oh, let me go over here to chapter one. Oh, chapter one's cool. Let me go to chapter two. Like, you don't read a book that way, so don't stop reading the Bible that way. You don't read any book that way. You don't even watch a movie that way. Hey, let me go to uh, scene seven, uh, minute 34. Let me watch five minutes of that. And then let me go to, to three-fourth quarters up to, on the movie there and, and, and see. You don't do anything that way. Stop reading the Bible that way. The Bible will literally explain itself if you just read it. Now, 
she said with the fourth of with the with the help of the Lord, I brought forth a man. Now, Cain and Abel had to have been very and 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 um you know with with the explanation that it gives us later on, Cain and Abel had to have been giants. Okay, they had to have been ginormous people because Eve said, "With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man." Okay. It didn't say that uh, he was, you know, with the help of the Lord, I brought forth a boy or with the help of the Lord, I brought forth a baby. She said, with the help of the Lord, I brought forth a man. So like whatever happened in that transaction with God and, 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 and Adam and Eve, you know, it happened. And, and, the, and she birthed these these uh, ginormous people. OK, because. That's there. And also in this time. Uh, shortly after, some angels come down and they mate with 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 uh, the, uh, daughters of daughters daughters the sons of God mated with daughters of men. Okay, Adam and Eve would technically be a part of that sons of God. Okay, because Eve said, "With the help of God, I brought forth a man." Now watch this. Now watch this very co closely. When Cain kills Abel, something else happens, and and a lot of people don't even really like talk about this, which uh, I think is very important to the story. It says, uh, when God created man, he, now look, let's watch very closely. This is Genesis chapter five. It says, this is the written account of Adam's line. Now um, let me, okay, let me, let me finish this. Okay. It says, when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. And when they were created, he called them man. So right there, he didn't call them boy. He didn't call them babies. He called them man. So th this is the same terminology that Eve uses when she talks about Cain and Abel. Now watch this. This is very eye-opening. It says, when Adam lived 130 years, he had a son. Now this is his third son. In his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. Did y'all catch that? It tells us that there were two images made. It says when God created, it says in chapter five, it says when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God, meaning immortal, living forever. It says he created male and female and blessed them. And when they were created, he called them man. And watch this in, in verse three of chapter five. When Adam lived 130 years, he had a son in his own image and his own likeness. And he named himself. So the image and the likeness that God had uh, allowed to be, you know, partook with with uh adam and eve meaning yes they were skin they 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 were skin but they also had these cain and abel had these attributes that 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 other people didn't possess and we're, we'll, we'll read about some of that later but they, they they had these attributes that other people didn't possess and then when it comes to seth uh adam's third son it literally says it he was just made in the image of adam there was no intervening. There was no, you know, there, there wasn't any 
you know, magical thing or, or, or spiritual thing that happened with, with his birth. It just said he's made in his image. I mean, he's just a regular dude. A regular dude out there hanging out, knowing good and evil. That's, <laughs> that's literally what the Bible says. It, the Bible is just such a fascinating book if you just read it. Now, so we see that there's two images. There's two types of men that have been created in this time, two lineages. That's why when the flood comes, it says the Nephilim, all right? The giants, which I, I don't know, man. The Book of Enoch is is, and I see why they took it out of the Bible because, it, anyway, um, it's the the there were giants, there were ginormous people, and then Seth, they were just regular people, and they didn't have a lot of lot of things that the giant that these sons of God had. They didn't have it. They just they had they didn't have it. They they literally lived off the land. Um, but we'll talk about that later. You know, I just wanted to follow that skin. Um, point for a minute, but anyway, um, the 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 Bible, and, and so many people say that the Bible alludes alludes. Now, that's a very generous word. Alludes to the birth of of Christ, which um, it's kind of. I mean, yeah, later on in 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 you know the book of the prophets but and and we'll talk about that way later but this is what it really alludes to after adam and eve sinned okay the bible alludes to the israelites that's what the bible alludes to it don't allude to anything in the new testament it literally alludes to the israelites because when adam and eve ate the fruit God had set in motion a redemptive plan to get all of creation to worship him the way that he said worship him, not the way that we choose to worship him, not the way Paul said worship him, but the way he said worship him. In, the, in, in Leviticus, in Exodus, he told them to do specific things to keep them clean, to keep them holy. The Bible literally follows the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is it. The Bible's not talking about any other group of people. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it's, it's just not. It's not. It's literally talking about one group of people. One group of people. The whole Old Testament is talking about one group of people, God's chosen people, God's firstborn son, Israel, is not talking about anybody else. And I guess that's why a lot of Christians don't like to read it because it doesn't have, it's not talking about them. It's kind of like a, 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 a birthday party, you know, because you didn't get invited, it's a trash party. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, man, the birthday party was awesome. Oh, well, whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't all that cool. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that all it was cracked up to be. And I've actually heard pastors like in the public setting, people in a public setting say, hey, I can't grow my church membership. Now, this is a particular group of people that said this, but I can't grow my congregation teaching out of the Old Testament. That's what they said. 
which is very, very, very powerful thing to say. Basically, what he's saying is my my congregation ain't related to these people, so I can't. I I don't know how to I don't know how to preach it to them because it ain't talking about them. But the New Testament is so. Let's just stay up here. Let's just hang out up here. You know, d d disregard everything else. Let's just hang out up here. But you will see as we as we continue to go through the Bible that this Bible is literally talking about one group of people, and it still is to to till this day. And his people are still out there, and his people are still going to turn to him and worship him one day. Now. Let's let's finish the uh, the beginning story. Now watch this. A lot of people say, "Well, um, um, you know, why 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 the fall? You know, why why that? It wasn't a why the fall. It was it was because of the fall. Nobody told them." to um partake in the conversation with the serpent. Nobody told them nobody told Eve to to hang out and have a conversation. That's where a lot of people get get messed up at. They end up having conversations with and listening to people they ain't got no business listening to. Now here's here's me dispelling another rumor. It says now in chapter three in Genesis it says now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree of the garden? Now, there were two trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and good and evil. They were both in the garden. OK, they could have they could have eaten from any of the trees except for the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Not that. And I've heard a lot of. People say, you know, well, God, what kind of God want his people to be dumb? You know, why why would he want them to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? It's not that he wanted them to be dumb. It's, one of, it's, it's that he wanted them to not know death. Plain and simple. He didn't want them to die. But, but our lives, our creation story starts with love and trust. And 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 leaning on God, not leaning on what we want to do. And that's what we that's where we are now in this world. Everybody does whatever they want to do. Oh, I identify as a blood butterfly today. Call me Flutter. That's my name. I identify as Flutter. Flu and Tur are my pronouns. Oh, you know, I wanna, I wanna uh you know, I want to have multiple churches. Everybody's doing whatever they want to do. I'm going to have the Sunday today. I'm going to have the Sabbath today. People just doing whatever they want to do. I believe in Calvinism. I believe in, I believe in, I believe in, oh, this is what I believe in. Everybody doing what they want to do. Instead of just relying on the word of God, God word of God is so simple, so plain that if you just read it, it will benefit your life totally. I want you to check this, check this, this, what, what happens. It says the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from any of the trees and we may eat from any of the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from this tree. 
that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows you will, when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So they, you know, long story short, they ate the fruit. Now, <clears throat> here is uh, here is scripture once again being it, uh, me being a part of seminary and me hearing other pastors regurgitate this false narrative. Here is here is another myth to dispel. That's that's this is what scripture supports and real life supports, not what we want it to mean. All right, here we go. Now, when they ate the fruit, God got upset and he uh, he he cursed. He gave them curses. All right. Here's the man. Uh, with, here's the woman. It says. Uh, I mean, here's the serpent's curse. Now, watch this. Listen very co closely. Cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Okay, let's, let's stop right there for a second. Now, let's listen to what I just read. God said. Cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. Y'all see that, right? Y'all hear that, right? He says, out of everything that moves on the ground, you are cursed. And this is your punishment. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Well, let's stop right there. Now, I'm not the smartest person in the world. But I do know what a snake looks like. I do know. And to my recollection, the snake is not the devil. Okay? Let's 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 preface that. Let's say that. Let's get that out of the way. There is no Satan in the Garden of Eden. Let's get that out of the way. Because scripture does not support that. Okay? In in the context that is written in, I don't care what was written later on in the New Testament or wherever it is. There was no Satan in the Garden of Eden. Okay? Stop with that narrative because there was, there was not. It was literally a snake. Now, to prove that it was literally a snake, that means every, if, if, if Satan, let's just, for, for, for oh, turn a phrase. Let's play devil's advocate. Let's just say, the devil or the serpent did crawl in. Let's say the, the Satan did crawl into the serpent and make him talk and do all this stuff. That's weird that the serpent would get punished and not not the devil or Satan. He didn't say, and Satan, because you entered this this serpent, you're gonna get this. So that means you mean to tell me that God was upset with everybody except for Satan? God was upset with everybody except for the devil? Oh, man, the devil, you ruined my great creation. You know, how dare you? But you know what? Nah, don't worry about it. I'm going to punish these three, and you can go off and do devil things. Let's get real. <laughs> Let's just be real. 
I'm I'm just anyway. Um, <clears throat> now let's keep going to prove that this was just a snake. It was just a serpent that could talk. Okay, there's you know if if Adam and Eve had if Adam had dominion over the animals. I mean people. I mean everybody mean remember Caesar Milan. You know that man could can walk a pit bull down a road with a with a Q-tip. You, you some people just communicate with animals well. You know, remember Crocodile Hunter? He just had people. People have sometimes have this strong connection with animals, and you could imagine what it was like back then. And no telling how these animals interacted with Adam. They had to listen to him. He he was over them. <laughs> he he had dominion over them, meaning he was in control of them. He named all of them. So let's let's keep going, man. Like the serpent was literally a serpent. All right. Now watch this. He he compares him with livestock. He compares him with wild animals. And he says, you will crawl on your belly and eat dust. If I'm not mistaken, that's what snakes do. They literally eat dust all day and they slither on their bellies all day. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Watch this. Between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Now let's stop right there. A lot of people in, in the in the Christian community and the people that 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 regurgitate the 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 Bible and in different you know arenas, they say that this is this is talking about Christ and how his death is death is gonna gonna strike him, but but he's gonna crush death and overcome death and 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 come back alive again the scripture does not support that i don't care what was written whatever in whatever time period but this in the context that it's in when god gave moses these these revelations he didn't say nothing about his son crushing the head of death and him coming, but it's not in the scripture. Like, what are we doing here? Like, we got to stop this. We're not, we, we, we have to stop and just read it for what it is. And it, the Bible will make so much more sense to you. Now, watch this. I will put enmity, enmity between your offspring and hers. Y'all, I'm just sorry. But when I was little and, 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 and my, my, my pops would see a, a snake in the driveway. Even when he was in his car, he would, oh, there goes a snake. Y'all stay in the car. I'm going to run it over. And he would get right on top of the snake and he would mash the gas and he would, he would rip the snake in half. He'd rip it in half. Or, or when we'll see a snake, if we're just in the yard, or many people do this. You you see a snake, he'll see a snake when it's in the yard and he'll take a, a shovel and he'll cut it. Now, please pay attention to this because this is not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pulling anything out of thin air. Literally, sometimes when he would run a snake over with a 2,000 pound vehicle, it would literally slither off. <laughs> I mean, like, for real. I've seen it. I encourage you, next time you see a snake, cut its cut cut its uh tail off with a hatchet and, and, and then lay it on the ground beside it and see what happens to you. You're gonna get bit. Cut a cut a rattlesnake's tail off next time you see it, and just its tail, 
you know, the little rattle part and and, 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 and prop up your legs, lay down on the ground beside it. And, 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 and I want you to share what happens after. You're going to get bit. Y'all, you have to cut a snake's head off for it to die. You have to crush a snake's head for it to die. You literally have to crush, cut off a snake's head in order for it to die. People, women, and children alike, when they see a snake, they are utterly terrified. It is from the Garden of Eden. I mean, I don't even know how, you know, yeah, you got some people that play with snakes, man. You know, you know, I had a snake one time because I was, I was, I thought I was wanting to be cool. I was, you know, be different. I'm gonna give me a snake. Man, I was scared of the crap of that snake. People have snakes as pet, yes. But the natural, the natural order of life, people are naturally afraid of snakes. I've killed two snakes in my yard. My father has killed many snakes in his yard. People, men, the offspring of, of, of women, male and female alike, when they see a snake, they kill it. They don't, hey, what's up, snake? What's going on? Um, Yeah, man, just hang out. You know, uh, nice to see you. You, you want to come inside and grab a bite to, to eat? You want a rat or something? I got a freshly baked quail in the oven. You want, no, you kill it. Like, people, like, People are terrified of snakes. They freak people out. And, and the, the, the beautiful thing about snakes is that you don't know which one of them is venomous or not. Just If you're just a regular person. So like in the back of your mind, you just assume all snakes are venomous, which I that's true. That's 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 how I, I live. I err on the side of caution. I'm not finna uh, red touches touches black. You can pat on his back or is it red touches black? You're a dead man, Jack. I don't I don't I don't remember. Yeah, you know what? Let me just touch this snake anyway. No, all snakes are poisonous in my eyes. Y'all, if you just read the Bible, it explains itself. He's literally talking about a snake. And if you still don't believe me, okay, well, let's just keep going. It says, to the woman, I will greatly increase your pains during childbirth. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Uh, last time I checked, women have great pain during childbirth. So just like, you know, everything else, all the other curses that partook when they ate the fruit, um, everything still stands to this day. Nothing, and I mean nothing, has changed since the beginning of time. Nothing. And to the man, he said, cursed... Uh, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Y'all, it's not, it's not some soliloquy. It's not some, you know interpretation or or this is what this means and no it's literally what it says last time i checked people still die and when they die no matter if you put them in a coffin or or 
just don't, you know, put them in the ground, however you do it. The truth of the matter is people still return to dust. They become dust. I mean, we've all seen Lion King. I think Mufasa says the great circle of life. The antelopes eat the grass and the the, the lions eat the antelope. And, the, you know, everything happens in order. Nothing has changed. Nothing. And this erroneous notion of an afterlife, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, now you're playing with other, other belief systems, belief structures. And talking about an afterlife and, and, and all this stuff. God said, from dust you came, from dust you will return. That's it. That's done. You know, that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. There's nothing. Once you die, that's it. So scaring people into going to hell, those days are over. People aren't even afraid to go to hell anymore. Do you know what they say? They say, shoot, I'm already in hell. So, you know, living this life that I'm living. So what's the difference? And I think that's what made the biggest gain in, in, in Christianity around the world is scaring people into going to hell. You know, I'm not, you know, abreast upon all the belief systems, but, you know, just some in passing that I've heard, you know, some people think they're going to reincarnate and come back as a, as a pigeon, or some people think they're going to come back and, you know, live another life in this life. And you, 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 you have to understand that what God said is final. Now, I know we have Enoch and I know we have Elijah. Yes, but for the average person outside of those two, you will die. That is it. Now, if you stay with me long enough on this journey, you will see the benefit of following God and what he promises to give you in this life. Like I tell people all the time. It's almost like. The, the New Testament is encouraging you to fail in this life. And hey, don't worry about it. You're going to get you're going you're going to get to do this again. But I may date myself here. But everybody's played a video game before. And my my go to is Mario. When I when I was a kid, I would play Super Mario. You can get as many lives as you want, really, if you just keep playing the game. There's some hacks you can do to get, you know, 99 lives. If you have 99 lives and you're running through the game of Mario or, or any game for this matter, and you're going around and you are jumping over, you know, plants and over holes and over water and things that can get you out, things that could kill you. If you have 99 lives, you're going to live a little bit more recklessly on that game than if you had the zero times life if you have that little zero up there meaning if you die you don't have any more chances to to, to play the game you're gonna have to start all the way back over when i used to be a little little boy and i used to see that little zero up there next to my life i would pay attention to that and i would take my time i'll jump a little bit more precisely instead of running so fast i'll walk and and play it slow so 
a bird turtle doesn't get me or the little green plant doesn't eat me jumping over a tunnel or make sure I, I, I swim better than I did before so the fish don't get me. I would take my time to preserve that one life that was left. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to preserve the one life that he gave you and to lean on him in this life. The thought of an afterlife, people, you have to understand. The the early parts of the Bible do not support an afterlife. The, it, it doesn't. When Moses died, he was gathering to his people. When Abraham died, he was gathering to his people. Everybody, when they died, they were buried in the ground and that was it. There's no coming back and, 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 and getting a second crack at it. You got to understand that this reward that you're trying to seek in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a manner of which nobody has, has seen or whatever and here, you know, well, you just got to have faith. I do have faith, but I have faith in God and his promises that he promised in this life, things that you can see. Things that are tangible, only a God who created this entire universe could guarantee you something while you're still awake. Only a real God can do that. The only promises you get in the New Testament for this life is that you'll be able to speak in tongues. You'll be able to walk around healing people. You'll be able to do greater works than I. Guess what? Can't nobody do none of it. Can't nobody speak in tongues and have somebody interpret. Hey, what'd you just say? But when you speak in tongues, it's a solo mission and you're just saying whatever babble that comes to your mind. And it's not even prophecy. You're just saying something just to be set apart from. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out, well, why we can't do that? Why we can't do what, what he, because it's not a promise that you can obtain. But I'm going to tell you the God of Israel, the God of the Israelites, you know, what he promises, he said, he said, he said, you won't even get sick. He said the diseases that come upon you, that used to come upon you in Egypt, I'll put them on your enemies. God said, you, your, your, your crops will be plentiful. Your women will be fertile. These are things, rain would rain in, in season. These are things that you can see y'all. This is not something that is going to happen when you when you pass away. No, God said, look, if you want to see me, if you want to see my word. Then trust me, worship me and you'll see me. But we choose to do the other way. Um, That is it for today's episode of No Other God's Podcast. Sorry, I ran a couple minutes over, but, you know, sometimes I just get fired up and I'm just like in a mood and I just be wanting to just, you know just share but i hope you learned some things and um you know i'm gonna leave you with a little nugget um if you look at uh genesis chapter five and it says this is the written account of adam's line can you tell me what's missing can you tell me whose names are missing in that but uh, I'll give you a hint. 
there's two names that are missing in that Adams family line. And it ties into what we just talked about earlier about the makeup of, of, of our, ourselves. But, um, that's it for today. Thank you for being a part of this journey with me. Uh, share us with your friends, your family, you know, I know this is not your typical, you know, you know, message, but if you really want to know about the Bible, if you really want to know the truth about God's word, this is what you, you know, might want to listen to because everything else has been convoluted. But I hope that you find peace in God and understand that he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. But there it comes with a, 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 some reverence. And you got to give him his due. For everybody can come to the to the coming to the family of God, foreigners and native native born. Um, that's all I got. Next week we'll tackle some some more things in the Old Testament. Um, and I'm gonna try to keep this in order. I might throw a couple of curveballs here and there, here and there. But uh, you know, on the grand scope of things, you're gonna get this podcast in order so that you can follow the word of the the the, the word of God. And have a clear understanding of the God that you serve or you're supposed to serve. Peace. Know the God podcast. Episode two is a wrap. Have a good one.